mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the dumbest of them all? <laughs> This is the question that has been lurking in the back of my mind for the last few hours, actually. And it is quite late. It's almost 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. And I decided to pick up this microphone and record an episode on this since this thought is not leaving me alone. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the dumbest of them all? Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Storyteller Podcast. I am Henny Kovac and I am your storyteller. And today, let's tell the story of the mirror, mirror on the wall. So how did this come about? A few hours ago, I was, I went out to get something from the store. And as I was coming back, um, I am living in this very tight neighborhood, tight meaning there's a lot of neighbors around me and very, we're pretty close. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's not much privacy here that um, I'm living in right now in San Agustinillo, Mexico. And so I was going down to go to grab something from the store and I was passing one of my neighbor's door and it was wide open and the guy was in there, like kind of like a caveman. <laughs> Imagine, you know, I mean, we're in San Agustinillo, Mexico, Oaxaca, it's hot hot, hot. It's nonstop hot. So everybody is just as little clothing as possible. So this caveman guy, neighbor of mine, has just a pair of shorts on and his long hair and beard. That's all. <laughs> and he is doing some weird stretchings or working out or something around there. But his, his door was wide open. And so, and the light was on and he was doing these exercises, so I couldn't help but take a peek inside. And it was an absolute mess. It was just shit everywhere, stuff all over the floor, the kitchen, which it's a very small little little apartment. And the, the kitchen was just full of which seemed to be like vitamins and and little tinctures, bottles of tinctures and stuff like that and and every everything else that people keep in in the kitchen but it was so overcrowded that I didn't seem <laughs> and I'm laughing because my other neighbor decided um she wanted to be a songbird at this um hour of the night and um, she's she's going at it so maybe we'll have a little bit of background music here with with her serenade um, so I'm getting a little distracted but I'm gonna try to just stay focused on this story so the guy has this kitchen which is just there, there's there's nothing that you could there's not one little spot that you could fit anything else so it's packed And as I was passing by, I I looked and, and immediately my first thought was, I was like, 
you. <laughs>、uh, I couldn't imagine. Like, what would, what would make someone live like this? Like, not even make an effort to kind of tidy up. Like, how can you even hoard this much shit in a small apartment? Like, it just blows my mind. And I was like, I don't know if I could, like, even like, like, who would want to be in a relationship with this guy? And then as soon as I said that, I realized, uh oh. I actually was in a relationship with a guy that very much resembles this guy. And so that, that realization started off this thought process and these questionings. And, and the question was really is like, who the hell do I really see in the mirror when I look in the mirror? Like, When I look at myself, when I view myself, I have certain, certain things that I believe about myself. But is that how I even see myself? I mean, these questions just started like bombarding me. So, going back to being in a relationship with a man who resembles this caveman very much so. The very first time I, I picked this, this man out of, of,、um, of the crowd, <laughs> so to say,、uh, which I've been doing quite a bit、uh, with boyfriends, ex boyfriends, or whatever in the past. And I realized that whenever I do that, there's something, there's that, that some kind of spark. I don't know what it is. I haven't identified that yet. That is the addiction. That's the addiction to something that just I latch on, right? So I picked out this guy. And、um, well, I kind of wanted to get his attention somehow. So I. I knew that he,、um, he was giving, he's a masseuse, or he was, or he is, I don't know, a masseuse. So I was like, okay, well, let me get a massage from him. Maybe that can open up the door for conversation, and then we'll see. And then I can make my moves. <laughs> not that I have any moves, I do not have any moves. But that is how it all started. And so I called him up and I scheduled、uh, a massage. And he suggested that I should get the massage at my place. And I was renting an apartment at the time in,、um, in California that was a very nice, nice, cozy, clean,、uh, homey apartment. But it wasn't, it wasn't, Very private or quiet, just like this one. And so I decided, I was like, well, if I'm about to pay you know, $150 for a massage,、um, I, I want to I have it tranquil and quiet and relaxing. So I was like, well, that's probably not g o n n a that's probably not a good idea. Can we have it somewhere else? And then You know, he was scrambling around trying to find、uh, a place, but then he's like, Well, you know what? Just come to my place. And this wasn't like 
you know, last minute, like I need a massage in the next five minutes, I'll be right there. But we had scheduled this massage, this appointment, a few days ahead, I don't know, but it was, it was scheduled. So, so I show up at his house, and this house was like a little shack, and I'm not putting down anything. This is not to put, a, put down anything, but it was, it was a very, very small, very small, tiny house. I, I guess it was built as a, I don't know what it was, but it was next to a, an actual big house. And so I come in to get ready for my massage and my jaw drops because this place is filthy. I mean, like there is, there's laundry all over the place, on the floor. There's everything that you can imagine all over the floor. The kitchen, same thing as like this neighbor of mine, this caveman guy that it's just overflowing with stuff. Like there was nowhere to even, as I was undressing to take my clothes down to get the massage, I, I really didn't even know where I could put my clothes. <laughs> and I was floored. I was like, uh, it, it was a shock. But yet, I went ahead and I got a massage. I paid the $150 price for the massage even though it wasn't that experience what I was looking for because it, it was nowhere serene and tranquil and relaxing, uh, the environment. Massage was good, but the whole experience wasn't really because it didn't provide that. Anyways, that's not, that's not the point. The point is that after this, after this shock, that I had experienced because I was like, wow, okay, I'm coming here as a client to get a massage and this guy doesn't even tidy up. Like, he's not even making an effort. Like, uh, that was like such a, such a shock to me. Yet, yet, I played along. I paid my my money and I and I did my massage and then not only that but I followed up with him after and gave him you know feedback which didn't include you know the fact that I was very much bothered by the environment or anything so basically I was playing a part too obviously very much so but what part am I playing that's the question what what am I seeing in this mirror. So this is very interesting. This was a very eye-opening experience for me earlier today when I saw this guy and I had this thought in my mind and I was like, I would never. And I was like, wait a second. What are you saying you would never? You were in a relationship with a guy just like this, who lived like this, who, who not only lived like this, but also talked in a degrading ma manner towards women, towards you, and you took it, you meaning me, right? So don't say, I would never, you did. But it was the thought of it. It was, it was a shocking realization because I was like, holy cow. So I am not 
believing what I think of myself to be true if I actually get entangled with someone whose lifestyle, whose hygiene, whose whose everything pretty much goes against what feels good to me. I like tidy, minimalistic, nice, tranquil places to live, right? And that brings me to another question. So if I like that, then why for the last four years that I've been, after I, I sold my beautiful, tranquil, amazing dream house in Georgia. And I picked up and started traveling to California and and then on from there all over the world. Why is it that I haven't really found that tranquil, beautiful home of mine? This must be, it has to do something about the way I view myself, right? So why that question? Like not why that question? Why why this why this title even like mirror mirror on the wall was the dumbest of them all. I was taking a shower before I lay down here in the bed to record this episode. And I, I laughed out loud. I was like, "Well, the joke is on me. <laughs> the joke is on me." Cuz I I literally am working against myself, my beliefs, and my everything that that I say that I want. In reality, what I do is I invite the opposite because that's basically what is manifesting. Anyways, my songbird neighbor is really going at it. <laughs> she's having a she's having a great time, but she's distracting me a little bit. So let me it's a it's another lesson in focus. I guess this is this is my training ground right here. Okay, honey, can you talk with you know all this stuff around you and the songbirds singing louder and louder? Well let's see. Can you stay on track and tell the story, you storyteller, you? <laughs> so back to, back to that thought. How in the hell do I truly view myself? You know? And what are the stories that distort quote-unquote reality because I don't even know if this is reality what I'm experiencing at the moment like this neighbor of mine singing all of that I don't even know I mean I'm you know diving down the rabbit hole pretty deep I don't even know what reality is but let's just say reality is the fact that I think of myself as a person who has high values, who pushes herself to to a higher level, you know, disciplined, hardworking, 
pure-hearted as much as, as possible. You know? Just really always wanting to better myself. And I really, really love beautiful surroundings and all of that. So if that's the quote-unquote reality, then why am I inviting people, situations, and circumstances into my quote-unquote reality that doesn't align with this, right? So let's talk about my last third and last husband. He was an abusive person. And I knew that the things he was saying and the things he was doing, because it was physical abuse, not just, not just mental and verbal, but physical as well. I knew that it, it wasn't right, right? But yet, I, could, I knew of his exes before. So I was like, well, he can't be that bad or he cannot be that this is some something is off with this because they wouldn't have been with him if it was that right those women I mean they're all like smart beautiful women I'm like why how could have they been feeling so low about themselves that invite this kind of situation this kind of person into their lives and let him do his thing. Well, I did that too. What's the difference between me and them? We were pretty similar. Pretty similar. So there wasn't. Something we hooked on to, made a story around it, and stuck to that story and refused to actually see reality, quote-unquote reality, right? What are these stories? What are these stories? I don't know if I want to get into that story, what that hook is, but definitely there is a hook. And another question that popped into my head is like, okay, so mirror, mirror on the wall, why is it that when I look into the mirror, I see all the faults, all the things that need tweaking, that need healing, that need, you know? And why is it that when I look at someone like this ex-boyfriend or ex-husband, and I see all those things as well, those things that need to be tweaked, healed, uh, changed like red flags I see those yet I refuse to focus on that and I focus on the best qualities why right so that I have another story that may tie into this this whole thing so in this little place that I'm renting right now and this is a temporary thing because and I'm going to put this out here. I'm about to rent long-term for two years. I'm about to rent this incredible, amazing house with 
a beach view, uh, a pool, three stories. I mean, all the bells and whistles. And, um, and this is going to be our home for my daughter and I. And I can now have my whole family, my other two children, come and visit. And we can have a big, big old family party. Anyways, but before I rent this house, it's not available until February. I am just scrambling around, try, you know, when I came back to Mexico. Anyways, so I have this place. Not ideal. I'm upstairs. And as you come up the stairs to my apartment, at the top of the stairs, there is only one door that leads into my apartment. And... But, but there is, there's a sliding door or glass or something along the wall. And, and it makes no sense. I'm like, what the heck is this? What is this place? Like, I, I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, I don't get it. Is this part of my apartment? I don't think so. I'm like, what is this? I didn't realize that that was another entrance. It's like a sliding door, right? Sliding glass door. That's another entrance to another apartment from the same level of the stairs. So when you come to the very top of the stairs, which is like tiny, tiny little landing, you would assume that the only door that actually looks like a door is the only one that leads to an apartment. But I was wrong. There's another one. Long story short, I guess while I was trying to figure out what the heck this thing was, I may have stared at this, these windows because I, I, I didn't know what to think of it. Like, what is this place? And so a few days later, as I'm going up and down the stairs and everything, I see that there's a, there's a little, well, not really little, it's a pretty big note on that sliding door. But I didn't think it was for me, obviously, because I have nothing to do with the sliding door. I don't even know what it is. I've already given up on questioning what it is. I'm like, it's, it's a weird design. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes here in Mexico, you have like, gosh, I'm like, I don't even know what these people thought about when they des designed some of these houses. So that wasn't even a thought in my head anymore. But I would go up and down the stairs and I would, I would see this, this sign in my peripheral vision, but I didn't pay any attention to it until one day, I was coming down the stairs and I turned around and I'm like, I wonder what that note is. Maybe that's for me. Like, what is it? So I go up and I read the note and it says in English, it says, there is a human being who lives here. Please do not stare at the windows. Thank you. With a smiley face, a very passive, aggressive note with a beautiful smiley face at the end and a thank you. A human being who is my neighbor, <laughs> who apparently didn't like the fact that I was trying to figure out what the hell that door is, this, this window led to, which was a very brief period. It wasn't, I wasn't stalking. I really wasn't. I know I can be nosy. I know that of myself and I, I own that, but that wasn't the case this time around. I really wasn't nosy. I already given up on it. I didn't really think. 
But the story, the moral of this story is that for like days, I walked by this sign, not having read it, didn't really know what it was. And so there was nothing in my head that was bothering me, right? And then I read this note, this passive-aggressive passive little note about the human being living next door that doesn't appreciate me looking, you know. And immediately after I read it, I went, I went shopping or something for food. And I started, started I, I noticed that these thoughts... And these angry thoughts were coming up in my head. It's like, how dare she? What kind of fucking note is that? But sorry, I don't mean to, don't mean to cuss on this, on this <laughs> podcast. But this is what I was thinking. What kind of note is this? What is this? What, what, what does she think? And then, of course, you know, I'm like, well, you know, uh, I immediately started getting back into attack mode. I'm like, oh, I tell her I'm going to leave her another note or I'm going to tear that note or I'm going to write it, uh, cross it over and say, well, you know, there's another hu two human beings living next door to you and we have to listen to your crappy music, you know, and blah, 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 all these things. And so I was having this little experience within myself. And then I realized, I was like, wait, wait, wait. As I was starting to like getting really wound up and I was like sweating, I'm like, okay, I know it's hot, but I'm like sweating even more profusely because I'm really mad. I'm fueling this anger within myself. I'm actually having this angry episode within myself and there's nobody around me. And I was like, well, what's the difference between now having read the note and 10 minutes ago or a day ago or two days ago when I walked by that note not having read it what's the difference well the only difference is that I read it or I didn't read it when I didn't read it I didn't know what it said I was clueless so I was going doop 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 on my own you know didn't didn't think about oh don't look that way you know like keep your keep your gaze down because you know like she doesn't want you looking like you know not none of that i was just like minding my own business after i read the note i had all kinds of stories in my head you know i started getting self-conscious about going up and down the stairs i'm like oh just hold your gaze down or you know don't don't take too long to take your shoes off now because, you know, she may think that you're like looking through her window or something like all of this. And then all of the other thoughts of, you know, well, how dare she does this when when I have to listen to her crappy music, like, you know, so loud or her singing, which she she may think it's beautiful and may not. The only difference is that I read the note. And I was like, okay, well, how can I change this? I can't undo the thing. I can't unread that note. There's no way for me to erase that. 
I was like, okay, well, I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is what all the gurus, spiritual gurus talk about, right? Non-attachment. You don't attach stories, things to words. You don't make a, make a meaning out of it or, or, or create some kind of something, emotional attachment around it. Can you, I was like, oh, it would have been much better if I didn't read the note. I was like, oh, okay, would it? Is that it? Like, do, is that, is that the secret to life? Secret to happiness? Like, you're just, you just stay delusional and you're not really aware of what's going on around you. You don't pay, you, you don't read the sign that's next to you because it may upset you? Or can you practice non-attachment having read possibly a passive-aggressive note? I don't know. Is it a passive-aggressive note? I don't know. Who is to say? Why, why is saying there's a human being, you know? Like, I'm like, my, my head is like, well... Obviously, I didn't think that a dog was renting the damn apartment next door. Obviously, I knew it must have been. Chances are good that our, it's a human being, right? Like, why you got to say it like that? Why not? Why not? It's not the point, right? It's not the point how it's written. The point is, what, the, what does it trigger within, right? So I can't unsee the note. Now it's with me. And, and, and the woman, human being, I shouldn't call her a woman because she wants, she's a human being. Already took the, the sign down. I guess she's like, okay, well, she's not really creepy. So maybe, maybe I can take it down. So she already took it down. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's up in my head. It has been recorded in my mind, you know? I can't unsee what I've seen. I can't unread what I read. But can I let go can I completely disattach? The answer, well, I don't know if I, the, the question is, can I, that implies now or in the future, right? I don't know if I, with practice, if I can do that, but I can tell you that much that it hasn't worked thus far because that note is still alive in my head and it still brings up some yucky, icky feelings and I definitely do not look at my human neighbor the same way as I would have looked at her did I not read the note, if I haven't read the note, right? And I was like, how unnecessary, how unnecessary. So I was practicing saying, you know, because my, I was really getting wound up about this 
this this whole note and everything. And I was practicing. I was like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not like it's not about the note. It's not about how you can come back. How smart can you be? How passive aggressive you can be? How much, you know, how big of a punch you can give back? Like, like, and and then I was like, well, or do I just like ignore it and then I I, I look like an idiot or someone who cannot quote unquote uh, stand up for herself or something. I had all these questions. I mean, this one little thing like stirred up so much, right? So how does this little thing ties in with mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the dumbest of them all, story of seeing this caveman neighbor of mine and being reminded of the fact that I was in a relationship and I pretended that it was okay to go and visit my then boyfriend in his filthy little place, you know? How does that tie in? Well, I'll tell you what. What is that storyline, that hook, that thing that blinds you so much so that you can't really see, quote-unquote, reality around it. And then I started going into even more, and I'm like, whoa, let's bring this out. Like, you know, big picture. Like, what's happening in the world right now and all the lies that are, and all the uh, uh, the veil is being taken off our eyes little by little one by one and it's just so many layers or whatever but so many so many times you look you know it depends on how long you've been doing this on unveiling yourself you know there's different levels of it and some people may may be at the very beginning and 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 they can only take so much and then everything else they're still believing the narrative or the storyline around it, right? And I was like, is there, and then is there a collective hyp- hypnosis or hypnotic trigger that keep, uh, keeps us in this delusional way of looking at things? There must be. There must be a collective something within us women, you know, my exes, exes, you know, because even the one that was living in the filthy place, I met his ex-wife and I've maybe met, I don't know, but I knew of couple of his ex-girlfriends and they were higher caliber women from what I could tell I was like well if he was good enough for them like it can't be 
This cannot be. This, this thing that I'm seeing with my eyes right now, this filth, you know, the way of living in this, in this place, no respect for the fact that I'm coming over as a client and, hey, let me just tidy it up a little bit because I'm about to take $150 from her for a, an hour and a half massage. So let me just, like, make it, uh, you know, presentable. Like, none of that. No, no respect. And at this point, it wasn't, there wasn't any talk about us being, you know, in a relationship, a romantic relationship. Like... How can I overlook all of those things and still stick to my story saying, no, he's got to be something different. He's got, he's got to be because watch, you know, look, you hold on to that. So is there a collective? There's got to be. So for, for, for us, for these women, for these exes, it's got to be a common thread, a common storyline that was put in, a common note that was left on our neighbor's sliding door, right? Something that was put into our minds that we cannot erase. Who put it there? Our mother? Our father? Our teachers, who? How did we collect? How did we all read the same note or similar? Hmm. And how many of these notes are all over the place? You look left, you look right, there's a note here, there's a note there, and you just read it, read it, read it. The next thing you know, you're acting out of character. You just, you don't even know what you see in the mirror anymore. And then you realize, oh my gosh, <laughs> the joke is on me. Nobody held the gun to my head to say, read that note. I mean, okay, when you're a little girl, a little boy, a little kid, and you, you know, you have unconscious parents around you and unconscious teachers and, and everything, like, just like stupid people around you. People, not stupid people, just like, you know, just non-player characters, just little robots running around, you know, running their mouth, saying blah, 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 blah. That's what people like to do. Just talk, 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 talk. All these words. We don't even realize that notes like these, words like these, program into our mind and then we create stories around it, right? So how do we undo it all? I'm like, how do I deal with this note? Like, how do I, how do I let it go? Because I know it still bothers me. Because I, I brought it up today. I was actually visiting a friend and there was another friend there and we actually talked about it and I brought it up jokingly, you know, the human being note. And so in a way it's bothering me. Part of me wants payback. But, um, but 
But truly, what I want is be able to completely disengage, because I know I can't unsee it, and I don't want to unsee it, because I don't want to be living life in this society, in this, in this world, and say, ah, I don't want to hear about it. You know? Okay. That's a solution. Well, excuse me, I had to put this recording on pause because um, there was a bug that just flew into my hair and truly just scared the crap out of me. Anyways, where was I? Yes, so I don't, I don't really want to, want to do that because that's really just putting your head into the sand and say, oh, I don't want to hear, I don't want to know. So you have to be aware of things that are going around yourself. You have to read the notes. Well, you don't have to, but you can't shield yourself from reading the notes. And perhaps we don't need to. So I think I'm going to wrap up. I am not drawing a conclusion. <laughs> I do not have answers to any of my questions. What's the title of this episode? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the dumbest of them all? Well, I don't. I, I guess I'll, I can. I can somewhat answer that. I don't think that's the right question. It's not dumb. Because dumb is only if you are aware, you know, right? But you still do something, right? You can't fault for someone for falling for something that they thought was truth. And I truly believed the narrative in my head. I truly looked in that mirror and saw something completely different than what I see now. And so when I, when I dust off that mirror, when I, when I put on the glasses, or maybe I don't need glasses, Maybe I take off the glasses. It's like, oh, that was a distortion right there. And then I see what feels more true, right? The picture is starting to align a little more with the feeling that I can't see. Can't say you're dumb. Silly, maybe. Silly goose. And laugh about it. The joke is on me. But who pranked me? I pranked myself. 
right? And then, of course, I have thoughts like, well, I'm 50 now. Like, I literally wasted my prime years, you know? My beautiful 20s and 30s and even early 40s. You know, the, those strong, beautiful years for looking in the mirror and seeing something completely distorted. But that's life. Is it really wasted? I don't think so. I don't think so. So that is it. That is it for today. That will be the episode. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the dumbest of them all? And certainly not dumb. Naive, maybe. Pure hearted. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. So if you are listening to this and you are having little awakenings like this about yourself, your relationships with people or whatever, and it gets you to to a point where you're maybe frustrated, I want to tell you, don't be frustrated. Don't waste. That That would be a waste. The waste would be crying about it, you know? The waste would be spending energy on wishing it was different. It can't be different. You can't unsee the note. Deal with it. You read it. Now do something about it so it doesn't affect you anymore. It doesn't affect you from this point forward, right? So with that, I will wrap this up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spending this time with me. And until next time, goodbye.